ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवा ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवा ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवा Ramchandra Bhagwan has appeared in this world at midday he appeared in this world on this uh, particular tithi in this way all the pious people have become happy and all the impious people have become afraid paritranaya sadhunam vinashayata dushritam Bhagwan Vishnu appears to Sucker and raise up, uphold, deliver the pious people, and to annihilate the miscreants. So, of course, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So, of course, uh, we, the members of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, are known particularly as Krishna Bhaktas. This, this is the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. But it should not be misunderstood. That we do not worship Lord Rama, we chant every day, again and again and again. Hari Krishna, Hari Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. We are chanting Krishna Nam and Rama Nam. Sometimes it's misunderstood that Krishna bhaktas they are one group and Ram bhaktas they are another group. But actually, one cannot. Properly be a Krishna bhakta unless he's a Rama bhakta, because Krishna and Rama are non-different. They're the same person but exhibiting different lila, different mood, different character. But they are the same person. Sometimes some Rama bhaktas they claim our Rama is better than Krishna. Our Rama is very moral, but Krishna is not. This is uh, based on incomplete understanding. Of course, there are some people who say that Ram is also not good. There is uh, propaganda that Ram came from North India to attack in South India. But this is all actually this is all political talk. That's all, because this idea of division between North India and South India was actually it was introduced by the British for political purposes. This idea that uh, the people from outside invaded India and pushed the people into South India—it's all bogus propaganda. From time immemorial, people all over India have worshipped Rama and Krishna and Shiva and Durga. It's not confined to it. It's the culture of the whole area. But there's been much propaganda made by atheistic people against Rama, misrepresenting Rama Lila. Now, this Krishna consciousness movement is meant for obviously promoting Krishna bhakti, and that also means Rama bhakti and Vishnu bhakti, and it also means Shiva bhakti and Durga bhakti. That uh, in South India, those who know the history know that at one point there was great rivalry between the Shaivas and the Vaishnavas. But if one understands, according to Shastra, that Shiva and Durga they are great devotees 
of Lord Vishnu, then one's Shiva Bhakti and Durga Bhakti are perfect and complete. Generally we see pictures of Lord Shiva in meditation. He, what is his object of meditation? He is meditating on Rama and his wife is uh, a follower. She follows him. So sometimes it's said that Rama, he worshipped Shiva, so this shows that Shiva is superior to Rama. But all these points, they have to be understood uh, by Sukshamana Vichara, by very uh, subtle and deep understanding. That Rama is Bhagavan, he is worshipped by Shiva, who is also Bhagavan, but somewhat different also. So Rama, he comes to uh, exhibit the behavior of an ideal human. So this, uh, because Ravana had worshipped Shiva, then uh, Rama was directed that you should worship Lord Shiva to get expiation from what would be for a human being the sin of killing the son of a Brahmana. Ram, there is no question of him committing any sin. By chanting his names, we become free from sin. But to teach us the proper behavior of human beings, civilized human beings, he teaches us uh, how to properly respect Lord Shiva. So Ram worships Shiva, Shiva worships Ram, but if we study according to Shastra, ultimately Rama is supreme and Shiva is his. So this Krishna conscious movement is meant for inculcating a spirit of bhakti, Krishna bhakti, Rama bhakti. That is for the ultimate benefit of human society. Without that, people are simply uselessly wasting their lives. But generally people take bhakti to be some kind of emotion only. But we have to understand what is bhakti also through shastra and through uh, intelligent understanding. Uh, because the subject matter of Bhagavan, that is the highest subject. Mm-hmm. And if, if we don't understand it properly, then we'll misunderstand. That means we'll make mistakes. And uh, if we make mistakes, then it doesn't work properly. Just like nowadays people consider higher education to get some qualification in engineering, for instance. Those who are conversing at the back, you're invited to come and sit. You can hear and be benefited. You have all your life to talk. Please come and listen. They're absorbed in their talking. They can't hear this. Anyway. So, uh, just like uh, someone may study chemical engineering, and in a big factory which is producing its chemicals. So if there's if this little bit goes wrong, the engineer doesn't set make the settings properly, then the whole thing is spoiled. Very complex chemical reactions which depends on you have to have the right mixture of chemicals, the right temperature, the right pressure to make the desired result, whether you're making explosives or fertilizers or plastics or whatever. So to understand the science of bhakti or to understand how we as living beings interact in service and love with the Supreme Lord requires a very subtle and elevated understanding.
If we have a little misunderstanding, then our bhakti doesn't work properly. Bhakti means that it should be pleasing to the Supreme Lord. So we have to know who he is, what is pleasing to him. There is a very wide misconception, very widespread misconception that ultimately the Supreme has no form and is not a personality. That the Supreme takes different forms like Krishna, Rama, Shiva, Jesus, Sai Baba, and they're all different forms, but the ultimate is impersonal. There's this misconception. But this is a gross misunderstanding. The Supreme Person is the ultimate truth. That is Krishna. That is Rama. Shiva is somewhat different. He's almost on the level of Vishnu, but he's also a servant of Vishnu. And Sai Baba is just absolutely not in the picture at all. Just some modern imagination with no reference in Shastra whatsoever. Only out of gross foolishness and ignorance can anyone think that any of these modern so-called avatars are on the level of Vishnu. So the Krishna Conscious Movement is meant for educating people in the science of Bhagavat Tattva the scientific knowledge of the Personality of Godhead, by which people can actually perform bhakti to get the full benefit from performing bhakti. If we think that, well, they're all different gods and they're all the same and ultimately God is not a person, there's no question of performing actual bhakti. Just to give a mundane example, a young man marries a young woman. And the young man says to the young woman that, yeah, I like you, but actually you don't really exist. You're just a dream, you're just an illusion. So if we're worshipping God, but we, like we, we're worshipping the form of Krishna or Narasimha or Rama, but actually we're thinking that, well, it's just a form, it's no real meaning to the form, it's just an illusion. If we're thinking like that, then Krishna, Rama, who is actually a person and who understands what's in our heart, how can we expect him to be pleased with that? Now, another major misconception is the idea that we worship God and God will bless us so we can be happy in this material world. Based on this misunderstanding, Christians are preaching in India that you see the Western people, they're so rich, so better to be a worship Christ. Well, according to that logic, now the Western countries are going down and China is coming up, then we should worship Mao Zedong. Mao it's written Zedong. like that, but apparently it's pronounced Dong or something. Anyway, it's Chinese. We don't know how to say it. Or maybe we should worship Bill Gates. But Bhagavan himself speaks in Bhagavad Gita, the nature of this world is Dukhalayam. It is a miserable place. The very idea that we can be happy in this world is, a, is the misunderstanding by which we are in this world. So, bhakti means to worship Krishna, Rama, Nrishinga, Vamana, various forms of Vishnu with pure bhakti, with pure love, with only the desire to serve Him. Him means Him and Her. We say that in Tamil, yeah, Him and Her male form and female form. That means Radha Krishna, Krishna Rukmini Satyabhama, Sita Rama, Lakshmi Narasimha, 
And Vamana, who knows what you don't know? Who's the, the wife's name of Vamana? Do you know? I mean, Kirti. Anyway, she's also Lakshmi in another form. So, uh, those who serve the Supreme Lord without any personal desire, they go to the spiritual world to serve Him eternally in pure love, in pure bhakti. Just like we find in Ramlila, when Ram left this world, he entered the river Sarayu in Ayodhya, and all the residents of Ayodhya, they went with him. They went where? From Ayodhya to Ayodhya. The Ayodhya manifested in this world is non-different from the Ayodhya in Vaikuntha. So those who are pure devotees of Krishna, of Rama, they worship the Lord and they transfer to the spiritual world to serve in there eternally with no more birth and death. Those whose particular attraction, their heart's desire is for the Supreme Lord as Rama, they go to serve Rama eternally in Ayodhya, in the spiritual world, in Vaikuntha. Those whose attraction in Bhakti is toward Krishna in Dwaraka with Rukmini, Satyabhama and all the different queens, then they go to the eternal spiritual world, Dwaraka, to serve the Supreme Lord Krishna in that place, in that mood. Those whose bhakti is for Radha Krishna, to Krishna with Radha and the gopis and Nanda Maharaj and Yashoda, they go to Vrindavan, Golok Vrindavan, in, or just above the Vaikuntha level, and they serve the Supreme Lord eternally in the eternal Vrindavan there. So it's a great misunderstanding to think that we should pray to God and He will bless us so that I, some material benefit. I will get more money, for instance. Or pray to God that we don't get so many power cuts. Pray to God that my health gets restored so that I can uh, play cricket. So very uh, for very petty things people are praying. Mostly you'll see, uh, of course it's pious to pray to God. It's not a bad thing to pray to God. But to pray, let me pass my examination. That's alright in one way. But just consider that there is the final examination at the time of death. At the time of death, all the things that we have done in our life, all the thoughts, the accumulated consciousness, that is tested. And according to all of that, we get our next body. Or if we become completely absorbed in thoughts of Rama and Krishna and how to serve them, then we don't get another material body, we transfer directly to the spiritual world in a spiritual body. So people should understand these spiritual facts. This Krishna conscious movement is meant for teaching all of these things. Because modern society is completely materialistic. And people, they have no intelligence for understanding the uh, knowledge of Bhagavad Tattva Vigyana. From the very beginning they're trained just work hard, study, then get a job, get money. 
But who is God? What is my relationship with Him? There is no such education. So this Krishna conscious movement is first and foremost meant for giving spiritual education and for training people in the practical process by which they can, by which we can revive the natural bhakti for Krishna and Rama, which is in everyone's heart. So that practical process of spiritual realization is by chanting the names of Krishna and Rama. In this Kali Yuga, the Yuga Dharma is chanting the names of Krishna and Rama. There are different Yugas. That's the Satya Yoga, Treta Yoga, Dwarka Yoga, Kali Yoga. In the schools they teach that civilization began, uh, I don't know, about a thousand years ago with the in Europe. And human beings, what do they say now? How long have human beings been in existence? What's their latest speculation? 100, they say 100,000 years now. In human form. When I was a child it was only about... Homo sapiens been around for 100,000. Well, when I was a child, it was less than 10,000. It was only about 5,000. When I was a child, they told us it was about 5,000. Now it's gone to 100,000. Yeah, okay. And they say that prior to that, there were monkeys. So that if you go in your family back, your grandfather, great-grandfather, you go back far enough, you'll find a monkey. This is nonsense. But it's taught in all the schools and they call it science. And people become very proud. I've got a degree in science. It means you've got a degree in absolute nonsense. They say men have descended from monkeys. There are millions of monkeys still. We don't see any monkeys giving birth to anything except monkeys. Not anything resembling human beings. So we know from Vedic knowledge that humans, they go back not lakhs of years, millions of years. They were created in the beginning. These, the form of the human was created in the very beginning. It's not that it evolved from some tadpoles or something like that. The, they, there were some bugs and then they became bigger bugs and then they became fish and then they came on the land and became lizards and then they stood up and become monkeys and then they became Charles Darwin. <laughs> Something like this. Um, so this is Vedic knowledge. Lord Ram appeared in this world millions of years ago. Full civilization at that time. A much better civilization than this low-class, degraded, so-called culture of the modern world. If you believe this Darwin's theory, then next time you go to the temple, when they ask you your gotra, you can tell them monkey gotra. <laughs> Kashyap Gotra, Gautam Gotra, Kapi Gotra. They say in Tamil, Kapi? Yeah. From monkey? What do they say? No. Alright, never mind. No. So, uh, humans are on earth since time immemorial, since the creation, which is affected by the Supreme Lord, not by some so called Big Bang. And there are different yogas, Satya Yoga, Treta Yoga, Dwarpa Yoga, Kali Yoga. There are different yoga dharmas or recommended processes for worshipping 
Vishnu in each Yuga. In Kali Yuga, uh, people are not very qualified, although they think they are very qualified. Payanal payasab sabhya kalavasmin yuge janaha manda sumanda matiyo manda bhagya hiuputruta. In Kali Yuga, people have short lives. In uh, Treta Yuga, when Ramchandra Bhagwan appeared, the average lifespan was one lakh years. Nowadays, people are born and already within, already, why does that happen? Already within 60 years, they're all gone. Hello, goodbye, finished. And people are, these are the words of Shastra. People are stupid. They think if they can produce some big factory which pollutes everything and makes everyone cough up all poison, this is called progress. And yet if they work from the age of three, they start studying and then they have to study like 14 hours a day and they go through their whole life working 16, 18 hours a day, they call this is success. My life is very good. See, my life's a success. I earn so much money and I have enough money to pay for all my hospital bills, which comes from living such a horrible life. And people are very sinful. These are all symptoms of Kali Yuga. People think eating meat, oh, very good, very nice. Like Ravana, they eat lots of meat and blood and uh, very nice, they think. Very sinful mentality. And people, they work, they get money and then they drink alcohol and they lose all their money and they fight and they think, now life, now I'm earning so much money. And they just drink, drink alcohol and finish it off. And even if they want to be religious, what happens? Someone comes along and says, I'm God, and they believe him, and they worship him, and they go to hell by worshipping some imposter. So what? how can we help such stupid and unfortunate people? I'm talking about all of us. So for this Kali Yuga, in which people are less intelligent, misguided, sinful, the Yoga Dharma is a very easy process. The process is simply to chant the names of Krishna and Rama. Very simple. You all know the mantra, I hope. What is that mantra? Can we all say together? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This will purify us. This will save us from all the misconceptions of Kali Yoga. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, who is Rama, has come to teach us to chant this Mahamantra. We should chant this, otherwise we will be victimized by Kali Yoga, by all the misconceptions. From the beginning of life we are simply cheated. Our parents, they don't know what the purpose of life is. They think the purpose of life is just to work hard and earn money. That's all. Parents nowadays, they don't teach people to worship Krishna and Rama. So from the very beginning, the parents, they're cheating us. The teachers at school are cheating us. They may be well-intentioned, but they're teaching everything except 
What is the purpose of life? To understand God. TV is cheating us with so many advertisements. Buy this shampoo, you will be happy. Or whatever they're advertising. Politicians are cheating us, we don't need any explanation of this. Even most of the so-called gurus, they're cheating us. If they don't teach us to lead a pure life, free from sinful activities, if they don't teach us to worship Krishna and Rama, then whatever they may say, they are simply cheating us. But you should know for sure that Krishna and Rama, they will never cheat us. So we can simply chant their holy names, that's all. By chanting the holy names of Krishna and Rama, we will get all spiritual benefit. It's a very easy process. And we should also learn what is the science of God, Bhagavan Tattva Vigyana. Otherwise someone will come along and say, you see, Rama made this mistake, Krishna made this mistake, and we will be bewildered. So please chant the Maha Mantra, the holy names of Krishna and Rama. And try to understand who Krishna and Rama are and who are we, what is our duty to serve them. That you can understand by studying the books of Srila Prabhupada, who is the great pure devotee of Krishna and Rama, who appeared in this world, sent by them to teach us all who are Krishna and Rama, to save us from the degradation of Kali Yoga. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Are there any questions, please? Anyone who likes could come up and ask. We don't have a roaming mic, is it? Cordless mic? Do we have? Yeah. Some people, they say that in our temple we have worship with uh, loud, like Kirtan, it's done in a loud, with a lot of noise. And the Christians, they say that we, in our churches we do the worship peacefully. So if you come to our church, we, get, we will get the peace. Mm-hmm. Well, the chickens, they don't get any peace from the Christians. <laughs> and the cows, they don't get any peace from the Christians. Of course, the Hindus, they're also eating meat. But if you, if you want to talk of peace, then stop killing animals. Why do you want peace for the human beings also? What about the animals? They're also not God's creatures. And anyway, bhakti is meant for the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. If you're thinking how I will get peace, that is not bhakti. Krishna likes to be worshipped with kirtan. That is joyful. That is spiritual joy. Anyway, I, I, the Christians, they have, uh, the spiritual knowledge is zero. I mean, we don't like to make any rivalry or any such thing, but there's so many wrong ideas. I I don't want to discuss it now, but so many wrong ideas. Then someone else had a question? What is the purpose of appearance of... 
Lord Rama. Is he appeared to King Ravana? Rama Rama yeah, the killing of Ravana is the, uh, you could say, the major immediate cause for the appearance of Lord Rama. But of course, the Supreme Lord, when he appears, he fulfills many purposes. No one was capable of stopping Ravana, only the Supreme Lord Vishnu. So Rama appears for that purpose. Of course, just by his wish, he can finish him off. But then there would be no Ramayana. <laughs> so he comes to this world to uh, exhibit pastimes of a great love with his devotees. So that even now, we can remember those pastimes and uh, receive spiritual inspiration that we also want to serve Lord Rama. Just like, for instance, we know that Rama, he embraced Hanuman. Hanuman gives his whole life, his whole energy, his whole concentration, everything for Rama, full bhakti. So Rama, he's the Supreme Lord, he can give Hanuman anything. Hanuman, Rama could give Hanuman a kingdom even much better than Lanka. So Hanuman, but Hanuman has no desire for any of these things because he's not a materialistic person. So to be embraced by Lord Rama, that is for Hanuman, that's the complete perfection of, of his existence. How Rama is reciprocating in love with Hanuman. So by hearing of this, we should also think that let me serve Rama and Hanuman, that Rama, he will also be pleased with me. So by his pastimes, Rama inspires generations of devotees in bhakti. And he also exhibits the ideal behavior. We can learn from Ram Leela how one should respect one's parents, how brothers, they should live very cooperatively together, how the wife serves the husband, the husband protects the wife. All this we can learn from Ram Lila. So many purposes are served by Ram appearing in this world. Hmm. <laughs> There is a concept that Mata Pita Guru Deva. So, they, so in a house they say when we want to come to temple, they say you first serve us parents. And sometimes they also say the teachers in the school, they say that uh, uh, you should worship us that because we are more important than God. So, how do you answer this? Well, Mata, Pita, Guru, they are Deva in as much as they represent Deva. They represent the Supreme Lord. 
because they teach us to worship the Supreme Lord, therefore they are to be worshipped on the same level as him. But if someone says, you worship me and not God, then they are like Ravana. It's not simply by giving birth to someone that you become God. The cats and dogs, they also give birth to children, so they don't become God by doing so. But because the parents and teachers are supposed to teach us about God, and to act in a godly manner and teach us to do so, therefore they are to be respected as representatives of God. We find in the modern age, people increasingly, they don't respect their parents. One reason for that is that the parents do not act in a respectable manner. The parents, they do not act in a godly manner. They're just, they're just interested in materialistic things. Then how can you expect the children to respect them? If the parents are trying to be ideal, like Sita and Rama, then naturally the children will respect them. Krishna Bhaktas, they are wearing Tulasi Mala and somebody others, they wear Rudraksha and what, why do we wear Tulasi Mala? Tulasi, Tulasi is very dear to Krishna. She is a pure devotee of Krishna who appears in this world in the form of a sacred plant. By worshipping Tulasi, Krishna is pleased. By wearing the uh, mala of Tulasi, that signifies that we are aspiring to be devotees of Krishna. Those who wear Tulasi mala, the Yamadutas will never come for them. Those who don't wear Tulasi mala, the Yamadutas come for them. So, Hare Krishna. We'll finish there for now. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.